we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche. We're here with you every single week to talk about what makes us tick, what makes you tick and what goes on in the world of business, the North, women, men, puzzles, cats, often a dog, the rain, boats. I could go on. I'm just saying words now, essentially, Simone. But how are you? How's your week been? Oh, well, do you know what? It's happy Easter Monday, right? <sighs> happy Easter Monday. Lent is over. Um, I've never been one for New Year's resolutions, but I've always done Lent. And for whatever crazy reason this year, I gave up everything good. <laughs> what, did you give, what did you quit? I gave up chocolate, mm. crisps, cakes, biscuits, and I don't eat bread. I haven't eaten bread in lots of years, but like croissants, every so often I'd have the odd croissant or bagel, all of yeah. that. And the worst thing I gave up was like crackers, you know, like cheese crackers. Oh, right? they, are my, they are my kryptonite. I can eat a whole packet of those. Oh, oh so I gave up all of it. <gasps> all of it. Went on the scales, lost not a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. Wrong. That is really, Wrong. really mean. And I didn't do it for that, but I actually also didn't expect to have given everything up for the whole whatever yeah. time. But anyway, yeah, bring on the lint chocolate and salt and black pepper biscuits all at the same time with some cheese. Thank you very much. Feel a bit nauseous today. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to go though, eh? Sounds fabulous. Now look, you've had a busy week this week because there's a big, big, big power circle in the last week. Now explain for people who maybe aren't familiar with Northern Power Women Power Circles what they are. So this is bringing together sort of the influence and leadership from across the North. We've historically done them via region. So we used to do them face-to-face with the support of KPMG when we went into this that the lockdown uh, we took them virtual and we took them region by region and if you remember from some of our podcasts last year we did like six in two days without even hitting yeah. a train so Newcastle, Teesside, Lancashire, Cumbria, Yorkshire, Liverpool, Manchester and, and literally the whole premise of the virtual ones was to see what we could do if you like we've got senior leaders and influencers together region by region is there something that we can tackle that is business or skills critical for that mm-hmm. region and the second premise was to check in on the checkers you yeah we've used that phrase a lot on this podcast but to check in on those senior female leaders making big decisions so and ultimately um the 24 of them that we did last uh lockdown um we were the premise and the the, the basis of our leveling up report which we launched back in september this one that we've just done this week uh with the support of our partners uh bny melon uh we we talked about the topic of the future of work. So we took one of the topics from the report and we brought it back round. You know, if we're as we are starting to unlock from lockdown, um, the future of work is looking 
different. Yeah, right. Well, we always said this, didn't we? Last year, we were saying we're not going to go back to how it was. And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to get back to normal. And it's, it, normal is going to be different. We put a survey out or a poll out on, on LinkedIn, actually, over a thousand responses. I wow. cannot believe that. It, absolutely amazing. But And we put also across uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and we asked the question, you know, how would you like to work going forward? You know, is it 100% in the office, 100% at home, mm-hmm. one to two days in the office, three to four days in the office? Without a shadow of a doubt, it was the one to two, one to two percent, 65 percent of responses uh, came back saying that. The other interesting thing, though, was only three percent of people want to go back to the office 100 percent of the time. That's massive, right? Okay, it's interesting. So only 3% of people want to go back full time. But also, obviously, the vast majority of people don't want to be remote 100% of the time either. They do want that interaction with colleagues, that face-to-face time. So nearly two-thirds of people want one to two days in the office per week. What people wanted to stay at home full time? No, people, I mean, it was interesting because actually... um, Partway through the lockdown, there was almost, oh, I want to, I want this, I want this, you know. What was really interesting is actually, I don't think we had every response there for every person. So, what the interesting thing was what came in the comments. So, you know, Mm. actually, I want flexibility. I don't want to fit into any of those boxes. I want the flexibility. Mm. I want to be able to decide. And I think I saw at the end of last week, PwC London offices um, have now given their employees the carte blanche to work when and at what times they want and from where. I mean, that's massive. And that's PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yeah. That is a huge institution of a business. It's not a young startup that's that's trying out different things. This is something that's been around a long time and worked in a very rigid way. Yeah, and, and equally, uh, Nationwide Building Society have created their Work Anywhere initiative, which will apply from 13,000 to 18,000 employees, um, uh, where the remaining 6,000 are customer-facing. Um, but again, they have got this, you know, you are, you can work wherever you want. But from their survey, 57% of uh, their team wanted to work remotely full time. 36% wanted the blend and 6% prefer a return to a five day week in the office. If you think of our oh, 3% yeah, from our yeah. poll, the 6%. So I think it's really, really interesting. I, I, I think that, you know, that's what people are looking at. But yeah, it was the comments. It was the comments for us was actually, no, we don't want to say, we don't want to make that decision now because as this, you know, the scientists are talking about this. This We're going to have to learn to live with this pandemic for a long period of time. Um, then, you know, I don't want to just jump into that square or that circle or that box forever. But for right now, what, you know, where the sort of the Northern Power Women community and advocates was, you know, that one to two days in the office mm. slash give me the flexibility to make my own decisions. So really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, rich debate. So what we're currently collating is those uh, those best practice stories. So if you've got stories out there from your industry or from your business, whether you be a multinational, whether you be a, um, a, a startup medium size be great to know. Be great to know, Anna, because we want to hear, you know, some of the things that you're putting into practice, because I think this is how we, you know, shape the future. 
One one really th- interesting thing to ha- add was a couple of the large organisations sort of lobbying their London counterparts where they're making more jobs to say, actually, why are the jobs in London? Why yeah, right. can't the jobs be in the northeast, mm-hmm. the northwest? So I thought that was that was for me potentially great news for um, you know for our young people, for those people who have been displaced uh, during the pandemic. That you've got some of these big organisations maybe shifting, you know, shifting and displacing some of that. Um, that London centric um, employment base. So I think that's that's something I think we, we've got to, you know, kind of try and level up. That's ultimately what we're about. Yeah, really interesting to hear all that. And it's it's kind of, I suppose, what we thought may happen when we started talking kind of this time last year, wasn't it? Unbelievably, we have been over a year in this strange new world as of now and things slowly, slowly, slowly start to be changing. But I, I I saw this. I mean, talking of, of working from home or working remotely and and maybe working a bit more flexibly. Um, I love this idea of your company sending you little gifts and sending you little perks. And it's a thing that's sort of started in the US. But, you know, working from home has been such a challenge for so many people during this pandemic. But a lot of companies in the UK have started to send out these little gifts to people. And they can be things like Easter eggs or hampers with tea and biscuits in and nice little bits and bobs like that. Or some companies have sent out things like Peloton exercise bikes or Apple packages, which have had like iPad Airs in and AirPod Pluses and all of this. So these kind of much bigger incentive gifts. And I think a lot of companies have decided, well, wait a minute, when you were in the office, we would put on the free tea and the coffee. We would perhaps get lunch once a week. And a lot of companies had like the the beer Friday, didn't they? Where they'd bring the beers in on a Friday and everyone would have a drink or whatever it might have been. So companies have started doing this more and more throughout the pandemic. I'd love to know if you've had that from your company, if you have ever been gifted something by your company while you've been working from home. What was it and did it boost your morale? Because all the evidence seems to be that it not only boosts morale, it boosts productivity. And I suppose it's a no-brainer. If you feel happy for the company you're working for, of course you put the extra hours and you put the extra effort in. It goes without saying, doesn't it? But have you ever... I mean, I know that you've sent little gifts out before, Simone, but have you have you ever worked for an organization that's that's sent you little things? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I, I, I did for the team actually, you know, because we had um hampers uh for the awards. Yeah. That, you know, people either had a hamper or they had their um the charity donation. Um and I did send all, all of the team uh, a type of hamper to suit them so young Eleanor that works for us she got sweets because she loves sweets you know so so I think I think there's something important and I think there is there's something about that personal I got um I've been sending out the pin badges for the powerless future list yes and I'm a fool I sent a handful of our powerless futurist badges by mistake. Just got the envelopes mixed up. You know, what an idiot. Uh, anyway, I got a lovely note back from one of our uh, powerless going, oh gosh, don't be daft. But I want you to know how much it means to get that. She called it a gift package. Mm. And it's, you know, uh, and, and, and she just felt, she goes, you always seem to send, these things seem to land on my mat just when I'm having that moment of self-doubt. So for me, I think, gosh, it's a pin badge in a little box, and a um, I always ham- I always like to hammer it the 
you know, postcard or just a message or something like that. And so I think regardless of, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be able to send Pelotons out there or, you know, or or stuff like that. But (laughs) you know what? I think there's something about something landing on your mind in a world where everything is e-gifting. Yes. You know, or so the fact that to get a colourful or a shiny jiffy envelope with a, I'm MPW sticker on or whatever your your organisation is. There is a reason why there are literally thousands of YouTube channels dedicated to the art of unboxing. Basically, YouTube channels where people open up packets of stuff, from children's games to makeup to food items, whatever it may be, because there is something physically about all oh, ripping paper and opening it up, which is just glorious. My mum sent me a care package, as I like to call it, the other day. Even though it was from Australia, it had in it Bisto gravy, uh, bird's custard powder, Branston pickle, PG tips, and get this, fig rolls. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I am happy. I love it. But my mum used to do that when I was in the Navy, when oh. I was away at sea. And this, again, was the days before you had phones and all that, you know, and internet and everything like that. And when that parcel oh, arrived, yeah. it was a massive deal when the helicopter arrived with the, and they, they literally dropped the bags. I remember getting this box. Talk about size matters. This box arrived quite mm. large, uh, or, or, you know, a large to keep in your cabin, very light. It was an inflated Mr. Blobby balloon. (laughs) (laughs) What more would you want whilst at sea on operations, manoeuvres? Indeed, indeed. But you know what? Anything that you can bring a smile to someone's face, it is literally the thought that counts, isn't it? I love it. Right, look, time is marching on. Let's get some life lessons going on, please. Who has given us their wisdom this week? This week, we have got Joanna Swash, which is brilliant. I feel like that sounds like a superhero name. Joanna Swash is the group CEO of Money Penny. Money Penny are an absolutely brilliant organisation based up in uh, North Wales, uh, the world's leading outsourced communications company answering calls, live chat, digital comms. And Joanna has got, I loved, I love these. And listen to the background noise when you hear Joanna's life lessons this week. I'm Joanna Swash, CEO of Money Penny. We have about a thousand people over the UK and in the US. And thank you, Northern Power Women, for asking me to do a bit of a brief podcast today. So I've got five questions that I'm going to ask myself and then give you some answers. The first one, what's a commonly accepted rule of business that you have found not to be true? And by the way, if you can hear any background noise because I'm sat in our pub in our Moneypenny headquarters that's actually not used at all at the moment. So I thought I'd sit myself here and give you the flavour of actually being there. So what's a commonly accepted rule of business that you found not to be true? This for me, that leaders have all the answers. None of us do. Um, My role's building passion around our vision and nurturing this culture of trust that we have here. Um, It's all about openness and empowerment and allowing, well, if you hire brilliant people, give them clarity, give them freedom, and then let them go and do brilliant things. So for me, my role is all about being there and available for everybody when they need me, not to micromanage, not to be breathing down people's necks. Go and get these amazing people and leave them to it. Um, We also need to remember that we need to take breaks as well. One of my favorite quotes uh, is from the ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu. A leader is best when people barely know he, I'd say she, exists. 
When his work is done, is aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. That to me is the true quote of empowerment and means that actually you're giving the job to your people to do and you're really just there to support them. Second question, can you tell us who's been a role model for you outside of my family? I'd actually pick two people. Ed Reeves, Rachel Clacker are founders. Um, I consider myself so fortunate that 16 years ago, I started as their first salesperson, the first person that they would trust apart from themselves to go and sell the Money Penny service. Do you know what's been great about it? Is that you don't actually need to sell it, you can evangelize because you just know that it will deliver. But Ed and Rachel have been um, just incredible to me. Um, they give me the respect and flexibility to grow this business um, and to take it to, to where we are today. Um, they've trusted me without proof. And as an ethos, I think that goes throughout our whole business. Hire great people and trust them to go and do a great job. And to me, what's really important is that as we grow, we maintain that real family feeling that we've always had uh, and able to put ourselves in the shoes of our clients and um, think about how people actually want the service to be delivered. When has a failure turned out to be a positive experience? I would just say about making mistakes, if you're not making mistakes in general, you're not trying hard enough, or you're not allowing your team to be brave enough, especially in the pandemic, when everybody's gone and worked from home. We had, um, we had a bit of a strap line internally, which was be brave and bold. We needed to just let people go home and treat it as if, as if it was their own business and just go and create and be innovative. So that's been really, really important to us, particularly over the past couple, uh, past 12 months. But yeah, mistakes, we, we, we all make mistakes and mistakes are a good thing. And I think maybe as a nation, we need to embrace that a bit more. In the States, I think people move on from mistakes a lot quicker than we do in the UK. So really important to me. Question four, when have you had to make a difficult choice about your career? For me, it's letting go. When I moved from um, sales and marketing director to CEO, I really learned a big lesson that I, I shouldn't do anything. Um, a very, very good friend and mentor of mine asked me, um, what are you going to do differently in your role? And I said, I'm going to walk away from a meeting with no actions. My job is, is merely to facilitate other people doing a great job, supporting them, giving them what they need. If I end up with a whole pile of actions, it means I'm doing their jobs for them. I need to create a vacuum, get out of people's way and let them grow. So I've always, um, I've, I've always thought about that. It's easier said than done, isn't it? Uh, easier said than done, leaving people to their own devices and getting on with it without interfering all the time. But I really do try to let go. What's the one thing everyone should put on their CV but often miss out? You know, we see so many CVs, use the same language. Um, just the same things keep coming up, going the extra mile. Come on, be passionate in your CV, make it stand out. Let me see who you really are. What, don't leave your um, hobbies and interests towards maybe the end of it, just to read as a footnote. Um, I like cooking, walking and cycling. Just tell me more, tell me what makes you tick as a person and that's what really stands out. It's very much, at Money Penny, it's about the whole person. It's about what you do, who you are, and attitude. You can teach people skills, but we need to find people with the right attitude, with a smiley demeanor, and a really positive approach to life. 
And that's it. So I'm Joanna Swash. I'm the CEO of Money Penny, and it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, Northern Power Women, for asking me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Joanna Swash, as Simone said, Group CEO of Money Penny. I mean, I loved this. It did make me second guess a couple of times because she talked a lot about leadership in this, which I really am fascinated by, and the way to lead people. And she says the way to lead people is almost to be invisible. And if people think you aren't doing anything, it shows you're a great leader. And I trust that Joanna is a great leader. And I trust that when she it feels like she's doing nothing, um, it probably is is the case that she's she's really supporting people and bringing them on in this very clever way. I've worked for bosses who I'm sure have literally done nothing though. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think they have been great leaders. It's a fine line to walk, right? It is, and it, it absolutely that. And I loved. I thought that it was very leadership heavy, and and you know, if you're not making mistakes in general, you're not trying hard enough, or you're not allowing yeah. your team to be brave enough. So there were some great things in there for me, and I love the fact um, that uh, Money Penny, one of the founders. Of lady called Rachel Clacker who is a phenomenal human uh, human being as well on one of, on our power list uh, from last year but a real kind of role model a true role model but yeah and did you all hear the sound of uh, where she was recording so she yes. was in the money penny bar <laughs> did you hear that yeah but that's what we were talking about earlier wasn't it you know they don't have beer trolley Friday they have a bar every day which is really good but yeah I loved I did I loved that I also loved the whole leaders have all of the answers um um and that none of us do you know we do yeah. not have all the answers I thought that was I thought it was brilliant really enjoyed those life lessons we would love to hear from you please we'd love 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 you to get in touch podcast at northernpowerwomen.com podcast at northernpowerwomen.com send us an email we will do all the rest and let you know how you could be featuring on a future episode of the Northern Power Women podcast please come and share your wisdom now look we've got some high fives this week haven't we of course we do this every single week now so again we want to hear from you you can get in touch on social media at North Power Women, at Northern Power Women on Instagram as well. Find us on LinkedIn and let us know who or what you are high-fiving this week. We want to spread some positivity, some support, some cheer. Who's got in touch this week, Simone? Oh, well, Joanna, who's just done the life lesson, she talks about, you know, we need to stop and look back. You know, this year has been crazy, but if you don't stop and look back, then how do you know how far you've come? So high five to you for doing a good job. The other high fives, there's a lot of Easter love. There's a lot of (laughs) four day weekends from Tia Duggan, the start of Easter holidays and focusing on my first dissertation draft. I'm not sure that's too exciting, but high five Katie Twist and good luck with that dissertation. Uh, At working class. Class kayaker. High five to my wonderful daughter who's supporting me in many ways and runs a fabulous eco cleaning business in the Northwest. Thank you, Jess. And Catherine Locke, that half of her family now have had their first COVID vaccine. High five to the NHS, which we totally mirror. I also have a high five to Northern Power Man. It's his birthday today, uh, 21 again. <laughs> so happy birthday to the love of my life and my number one supporter. Um, he had his second jab last week which is amazing because we shielded obviously uh, had to shield for very much part but big big high five to Northern Power Man as well he is my right hand person happy birthday to you Rob I can just see you if you could you'd be salsa dancing the night away but 
you'll have to maybe just, I don't know, at least you can have your cheese and your crackers now. So you've got a nice, nice birthday ahead. <laughs> happy, happy, happy birthday to you. I want to give a high five this week to someone, and it sounds terrible, but I don't know. Hopefully I'm going to say their name right. Um, this is to the fabulous artist Axie P19. I really hope I've said your name right. It's A-K-S-E-P-19. Axie P19, who's a street artist, who's painted, I'm sure you've seen this, Simone, this amazing, beautiful artwork in tribute to Captain Sir Tom Moore. It's in the Northern Quarter in Manchester, just on the corner of Tibbs Street and Thomas Street. It is beautiful. I mean, he's done George Floyd before. He's done Marcus Rashford in Withington. He is an incredible, incredible artist. But I love the one of Captain Sir Tom Moore. If you're in Manchester, go and see it. If not, check it out online because it's fabulous. Oh, I never loved some of this artwork that's come out. There's a lady called Rachel List and she did, she, I think it's over in Pontefract actually, and she did lots of NHS yeah. murals and it was, she was billed sort of back in the summer as the female, the female Banksy, um, if you like, and she's done some wonderful work. So I love, I love this sort of, um, this creative celebration. I think we saw a lot of that around the NHS and great to see uh, Sir Captain, Sir Captain Tom. Fabulous stuff. Well, thank you so, so much. Get your life lessons into us, please. Let us know you'd like to take part. Send us your high fives as well. For any other business, just get in touch. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Well, there we go for another week of conversation. We would love, love, love you to tell all your friends about us. Do get in touch, as we said, and we will be back with you the next episode coming your way on Monday, April the 12th. Until then, I'm Sam Walker. She's Simone Roche scribbling away. And the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh, well,